0: Years ago, a friend of mine asked me to say some MC rhymes, so I said this rhyme I'm about to say The rhyme was there but then it went this way Took a test to become an MC
1: Hip is 50 years old. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Can't believe it. Happy weekend, Eve, beautiful people on Babs Rolls mean, Welcome to Love Babs Love Talk. I got on a sweater this morning. <laughs> you know why I have on a sweater? Because it's cold. It's 57 degrees. Oh, summer is gone. Happy first day of fall. Summer went by too fast. You know why summer went by so fast? Because we didn't have a summer. We had rain and then ridiculously hot weather for like two days on, three days off. <laughs> and then rain and then ridiculously hot weather. Humid, which was fine. I don't mind the hot weather. I did mind the rain, though. Although I enjoyed the rain because I sat on my porch many a rainy day. And I, I think this is a rainy day, rainy weekend, which wouldn't be so bad if I didn't have stuff to do. But I have stuff to do. I've got stuff to do. So, as does everyone. Like, I don't say that because no one else has stuff to do. I say that because I have stuff to do. So, anyway, <sighs> such is life. So, I hope everybody is well. Uh, it's Thursday. Last night I went to the symphony uh uh shindig for uh the Churchwells, Leslie and uh the good doctors, uh Leslie and uh, uh, oh oh gosh, I can't, you know, I hate when I do that. I have like these brain freezes. <laughs> Which is, you know, uh uh whatever it is. But it's a uh, Keith. Keith Churchwell and Dr. Leslie Douglas uh Churchwell. And uh they're leaving uh shortly. Um, he is he is stepping away from his duties as uh president of the uh Yale Health System. And uh and she's leaving her practice. So uh I believe he's going to the American Heart Association and do some stuff over there for them. But you know, this retiring time and and, and I guess this is the time where you you do all the fun stuff. You do all the cool stuff that you couldn't do when you were climbing, you know, when you were making a career for yourself, when you were raising a family and holding it down and a mortgage and the whole thing. Now, you could go and chase, you could volunteer your time. I know they got some pension money all over the place, so so they're going to chill. I asked her what they're going to do. She was like, I said, well, where y'all going to live? I thought they were going to Philadelphia, but she was like, uh, we don't know yet. I was like, okay. I kind of like that. Pack up the house and throw, you know, uh uh put put some names in the hat and see where where where, where we pull. <laughs> and just and just go there. You know, so but it was, it was a nice night. It was at the Madison Beach, the beach house. Or, you know, so restaurant event space. On the beach, it was nice. Good time, you know. They had good food, a little buffet kind of thing happening. um They had a raw bar that people dug, open bar, which was nice. So it was good. I'm glad I got to go. I got. I'm glad I got to, you know, say goodbye to them because I don't know how. I don't run in these circles, so I don't know how I would have saw them. But it was good. Me and Marquisha rolled up there. Shah was there and uh Zanaya was there, so it was good. Uh Alan Bowie was in the space. Uh a couple of Soros, Paulette Moore was in the space and her husband. Uh another Soros was in the space. So it you know, it was a nice it, a turnout. You know, there was some music. It was a tribute to Helen Hagen, uh, to raise money for the uh for the conductors of color. And musicians of color. So uh it was good. It was good, it was good, it was good. So it was uh it was a celebration of black excellence. So I'm glad I got to go. Glad I got to go. And uh, I didn't see Jonathan Berryman though. See, I, well, he's in class now, so I can't I can't text him, but he's in, you know he's in school. I'll talk to him later. Why aren't you here? I should have texted him last night. You know. uh, So, you know, it was a wonderful, wonderful evening in Madison. Good food, good times, good people. Nice table, good conversation. Beautiful music. Uh, That's it. That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. I had a really good time. Uh so so yeah. Uh I'm excited. So uh That was a good night. I'm glad I didn't miss it. That's what I really want to say. At the end of the day. I'm glad I did not miss it, you know, because I could have missed it because yesterday was you ever one of those days where it is the perfect storm? <laughs> it wasn't a perfect storm yesterday. It, it 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 was one of these things where if I was at airport, uh, I just had some delays. Nothing was canceled, just delays. So Babs has an airport. I was at airport yesterday and I had delays. Like, you know how you have delays where you're not going to cancel the flight. I'm the pilot. I'm not canceling. We're not canceling. I'm the airport. We're not canceling. Just be prepared to know the flight going to take off late. It's going to arrive late, and then we're going to take off late. But we're going to get to our destination all in one piece. That was yesterday for me. (laughs) I was in the airport. (laughs) I had to get my nails done. Isn't this a beautiful shade of blue? This is such a beautiful shade of blue fall. So look, look at this. Gorgeous. So I had to get my nails done. So that takes hours and hours. Manicure, pedicure. And then uh, I had to do some inner city work, which uh, ran smack up. Oh, and I had to get my hair colored because Kay don't play. Uh, (laughs) She's like, get it here. She texts me. What, what are you doing? What time? I was like, well, I'm getting my nails done now. Come over. Meanwhile, I still have a job to do for the inner city. <laughs> That's what I mean. I was at the airport yesterday. I was on time for the first flight. But that flight ran a little long. And, uh, and then I had to go to the next flight. So the next flight. So what happened with the next flight? There was a detour because I left all my id and stuff home so i had to come home and get all that because i didn't want to be out in these streets uh without identification and god knows the way police acting these days and i'm not saying new haven police but just my luck i'd be in hand in somewhere and get pulled over and then get my ass beat or shot at no i'm listen listen and i and i know cops listen to me i know they do and i know these hand the cops be like yeah come over this border again we're gonna show you something. Does it help that I know you're a mayor? Does it help? Does it help that I sorority with your uh, town clerk? Does it? Does that? Does that move the needle at any point? I don't know. You know, I I know members of your town council. I, I know people on your board of police commissioners. Does that help? Does that help? I don't know if it helps. Does that help though? We'll see. So yesterday was just I was in the airport and. You know, planes coming in and going out, delays. But at the end of the day, we all got to where we were going, and then uh, at the at the last destination, we arrived, and it was just on time. It really was just on time. So, so wishing uh, Doctor Churchwells, the Churchwells, the doctors, Churchwells, well, and wherever they land. And, you know, they said they'll miss New Haven. Of course they'll miss New Haven. New Haven is a very missable city. I told them, listen, you know, we'll be here. You can come back, visit. Or you can come back and stay, whatever. We'll welcome you back. We'll leave the light on. <laughs> the cute the bridge is lit up. It'll be on. Don't worry. You can guide your way back into town. It's easy. Don't worry. Don't worry. You're welcome back anytime. So anyway, uh, that's the... That's the way of the world. So so today is uh, the Cornell Scott uh, 55 uh, anniversary. So I'm going to their event at the Lawn Club, which is one of my little favorite little places, little fancy place. Art Deco. I love the Art Deco of it. So, so I'm going to go uh, tonight for that. Um, and then tomorrow, uh, Friday, I'm going to go to Susan Clenard's party. And uh, I don't know if I should be talking about her party, but I'm going to her party at the Eli Whitney Barn uh, tomorrow. Uh, and then uh, Saturday uh, to the Jack Gala. I'm excited. I get to go to Jack Gala. To the Jack Gala, here I come. So I'm looking forward to it. That'll be lovely. I'll figure out something to wear. I'm not worried about it you know i'm I'm the least person to say I don't have anything to wear the least. I am the least person to say I have something I don't have anything to wear because i I have tons of stuff to wear. I could DIY it if I need to and I don't even have to. I have whole outfits that I could put on. I have stuff that I haven't even worn worn so you know there's that. this is and listen, this is not a black brag, brag. it is not. I'm just one of these people I like clothes. And so uh, I have a lot of them, you know. Yes, I probably should go through some things and be like, edit, edit, edit. Uh, Because I have a whole bunch of things that I didn't wear last year. So I'm going to pull all that up, give it a good run through to the water machine, hang it up and be ready to rock it. So I I didn't get a chance to wear none of it last year, you know. So, so, yeah, so we'll figure this out. Uh, I got some stuff that I could wear. I'm not worried. So so that's tonight and then uh uh and then Sunday I I would I did have some plans, but I think the rain is gonna be prohibited. Do you know what I mean? Like I think the weather is going to uh be too rainy to be traipsing up and down the highways and byways. So uh so I think that's what's gonna uh, although I feel like I'm I feel like I almost feel like I want to drive up to Neil's today and get some donuts for Sunday. <laughs> I do. I feel like I feel like I want to go to Neil's and get some donuts. And I, I have Saturday Academy on Saturday. So, you know, we're back to the uh Yale Access to Law School. So we're back to that uh, on Saturday. So I feel like I want to um I wanna, um, I wanna do that. So maybe I run up to Niels and get some donuts for Saturday, cause I don't think I don't think I'll have time. Friday. like Friday might be a pain in the butt, and then I have lots of commitments. Friday I'm in the airport again. I'm in the airport again on Friday, cause I got me with my coach at one. I could go up at eleven after I get off air Friday. Run up. We'll see what the weather's like. And today might be the mad dash to Niels to get some vegan donuts. And you know, Paul, I don't know if you've ever had uh Neil's donuts, but they are the best damn and they and they happen to be vegan. They didn't they didn't like have some moral imperative about vegan donuts. It just it just accidentally happened that way. <laughs> I went to their their place in Middletown, which is fancy. The one in Wallingford is not fancy. The one in Middletown is fancy. You know, fancy. Uh, you know, the one in uh the one in uh wallingford is it and uh i might i might roll might roll up i just love them damn glazed donuts i mean i I like a powdered jelly donut too don't get me wrong but a good glazed donut for somebody like me who can't ever have glazed donuts anywhere uh it is it is a joy (laughs) and i was up there last uh last saturday it was a Saturday or Sunday, some whatever day it was, because I had to go to Clark's uh, memorial service uh, last uh, last Saturday. and so I went we went to uh, get donuts at uh, the one in Middletown and uh, got glazed donuts. and I got two glazed and two um, glazed and two uh, uh jelly. I I ate them all. Like I, not at one time, but over the over the weekend I ate them. I think I finished the last one like yesterday or Tuesday. T- Tuesday cuz it's Thursday. So it was really good. It was yummy yummy yummy. Yummy yummy yummy. Yummy yummy yummy. So, anyway. <laughs> So yeah, so so this is one of these weekends, and then next weekend, I'm I'm, I'm in an actual airport. I uh, I roll out to uh I roll to uh Miami next week, next Saturday morning. I I'm in the air to Miami for a wedding that afternoon, and then I come back. Uh, uh, you know, I'm in Miami Saturday Sunday. I'm back Monday. I get back on the plane Monday and uh, uh, uh i'll be back in my big chair on the 3rd and then uh that's where we are so anyway uh that's the life i lead you sucker mcs <laughs> all right i got to give you some uh i got to give you some hispanic heritage month facts because i said uh, that I would. Uh, th- Good Morning America is doing this too. They're doing it from a health perspective. Uh, they're talking about the number one, the number one cause of death for uh Hispanic folks in these United States is diabetes and stroke. Uh, I did not know that they had a a a, a diabetes problem in the Hispanic culture in the Hispanic community latinos and i did not know uh uh that they that they had that health challenge i don't know why i didn't know but now i know and uh and so what they're trying to do is you know do what what they do with everybody else although i think the latino community is a little a little tougher to crack i think that black and brown community is is a tough nut to crack around health stuff Because black folks and Puerto Rican folks and Latino folks are set in their ways. (laughs) And y'all heard Harry since I've been doing this show before he lost all that weight. He was not giving up rice and beans and he damn sure wasn't giving up chicken. (laughs) So, but he found a way to make it work. So that's the thing. When you are a Latino, you, you have to find a way to keep your culture, your food culture alive, and make it healthier for you to enjoy, so that uh, you can cut the uh, the the rate of diabetes and stroke in your communities. That's really what it takes. Same thing with Black people. You know, we we love rice and 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 fried chicken and all the. And I don't mean that stereotypically. We like all kinds of chicken. We like collard greens. Collard greens with pork in them. Collard greens healthier, a little healthier with ham I mean with uh, uh smoked turkey in them. I prefer uh my collard greens with nothing in them. I like Indian spices. You know why I like Indian spices? Because it gives it that smoke flavor without having to add uh meat. So so I'm just saying, uh we 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 the black and brown community's got a lot of a lot of stuff. And you know, black folks, we like a lot of fried food. We just do. That's just what it is. And so it's it's a constant, you know, pushback on how can we make these things healthier? What can we do to make these healthier? How can we cut some calories? How can we cut, you know, all the things that we don't need uh, in the foods that we love for our culture? So anyway, it is Hispanic Heritage Month uh, uh, until uh, October, I think October 14th. So, so here... Here are 13 Hispanic Heritage Month facts you should know right now in 2023. If you didn't know, uh, uh, National Hispanic Heritage Month began September 15th and it ends October 15th, all right? So it may seem odd that the National Hispanic Heritage Month actually begins in the middle of one month and ends in the middle of another month. But these dates hold historical significance, right? So uh, September 15th is the National Independence Day for many Latin American countries, Many Latin American, including Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, Nicaragua, Costa Rica. And then Mexico's National Independence Day follows on the 16th, while Chile occurs on the 18th and Belize on the 21st. So there you go. So that's why you got this—you got this straddling the month kind of thing because it captures all these these uh, Latin countries. Second, but first, it began as a week-long celebration in 1968. California Congressman George Brown first introduced Hispanic Heritage Week to commemorate the contributions of Hispanic and Latino Americans in June 1968, according to history.com. So on September 17, 1968, President Lyndon B. Johnson signed Proclamation 3869, officially creating Hispanic Heritage Week. Number three, number three. In 1987, U.S. Representative Esteban Torres of California proposed expanding the week-long uh, uh, observance to a month. So he wanted more time to allow the nation to properly observe and coordinate events and activities to celebrate Hispanic culture and achievements. High five, high five, high five. Four, in 1988, Senator Paul Simon, a Democrat from Illinois, submitted a similar bill that successfully passed Congress. One of the few things that they could do, get done. President Ronald Reagan (laughs) signed the bill into law on August 17, 1988. Number five, President George H.W. Bush was the first president to declare the 31-day period from September 15th to October 15th as National Hispanic Heritage Month. And he was also a sponsor of the original 1968 Hispanic Heritage Week resolution while serving in the House of Representatives. Oh, there's some little known political facts. Number six, Each year, the National Council of Hispanic Employment Program Managers, NCHEMPM, announced an observance theme for Hispanic Heritage Month. The 2020, 2023 theme is Todos Somos Somos Uno. Todos Somos Somos Uno. Todos Somos Somos Uno. We are all, we are one. We are all, we are one. Todos somos, somos uno. You got that? My Spanish is not that bad. Todos somos, somos uno. We are all, we are one. So this observance theme and its accompanying art poster reinforces the need to ensure diverse voices and perspectives are welcome in decision-making processes, thereby helping to build a stronger, building stronger communities and a stronger nation. The stated in a press release, Jennifer Lasco, Human Resources Specialist and Diversity, Equity and Inclusion and Accessibility, you know that DEIA stuff, advisor at the Bureau of Fiscal Services at the US Department of Treasury, submitted the winning theme. And Boris A Giron or Hiron, Hiron, a management and program analyst in the office of the Commission of the US Food and Drug Administration and a board member of the FD OLA Employee Organization uh submitted the winning artwork uh uh so it's it's gorgeous so it's a it's a tree on ground with the culture underneath and the culture in the trees and the leaves and then all the countries are leaves so i love it todos somos somos uno we are all we are one so not not too different from you know the jamaican uh one love so eight the Congressional Hispanic Caucus Institute, CHCI, organizes the annual awards gala. There's a gala? Oh, God, I have to get on that invite list. Uh, a, key, a keystone event celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month in Washington, D.C. A gala? From 1979 to 2016, every sitting U.S. president invited was invited to address the gala and only Former President George H. Bush was unable to attend during his time in office. So, in 2017, CHCI didn't invite former President Donald Trump after he pardoned Arizona Sheriff Joe Arpaio uh, and announced a plan to wind down the deferred action for childhood childhood arrivals, the, the DACA program. And so, uh, uh, that, that's from the from the from the Hill reported from the Hill. President. Joe Biden attended the 45th gala in 2022, uh, uh, but it's unknown who if he'll attend the 46th gala in 2023. Listen, I can stand in for the president. I, 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 I could. I know the. I know the theme. Todos somos, somos uno. I know the theme. I'm ready. We are all. We are one. I could do it. Just clear me. I could do it. <laughs> I'm not being funny. I'm like I'm dead serious. Uh, 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 Number nine, the U.S. Hispanic population is currently estimated to be 63.7 million. Hispanic identifying people make up the nation's largest racial or ethnic minority at 19.1% as of July 2022, according to the United States Census Bureau. Four out of the five Latinos, 81%. Do you hear that? Are U.S. citizens as of 2021 per the Pew Research Center. That's what I did yesterday. I walked us all through that yesterday. You got it yesterday. This includes people born in the U.S. and its its territories, including Puerto Rico. Those born abroad to American parents and immigrants who have become naturalized citizens. Number 10, Americans of Mexican origin make up the majority of the nation's overall Hispanic population. In 2021, individuals of Mexican descent accounted for nearly 60%. That's about 37.2 million people of the total Hispanic population of the US, according to the Pew Research Center. And we broke it down yesterday. We broke it down uh, by the, the, I think 10 or 11 countries or countries of origin. 11th, the second largest group are Americans of Puerto Rican origin with 5.0 people? Another 3.1 million people live in Puerto Rico as of 2021. That's according to the Pew Research Center. See, so see why I like the Pew Research Center? Because they get into it. 12. Six other Hispanic origin groups in the US each have populations of one million or more these include americans with origins in cuba el salvador the, the, uh, the dominican republic guatemala colombia honduras and that's what we talked about yesterday when i did all this yesterday about uh countries of origin latino hispanic countries of origin uh 13 hispanic heritage month is celebrated nationwide through festivals parades art shows, conferences, community gatherings, and more. So anyone interested in celebrating National Hispanic Heritage Month can check their local government's websites for events. I don't know what they got going on in New Haven. I'm sure there must be, because um, uh, our our guy Joe, Joe who does the uh, uh, Puerto Ricans United, and then uh, Kay Holness from uh, the Caribbean, uh, J- Jamaican-American Connection, Uh, I know that they know all this stuff and they could tell you what is going on. Hispanic, uh, So so individuals can always show their appreciation for Hispanic and Latino Americans by reading books by authors of Hispanic or Latino origin and watching movies about Hispanic and Latino culture. And I'm a capstone this tomorrow. We're going to talk about books by uh, uh, Hispanic or Latino origin authors and movies about Hispanic and Latino culture. I'm excited about that. So we're going to get into it tomorrow. So tomorrow, tomorrow morning at this time. So these are the 13 facts that you need to know, the important National Hispanic Heritage Facts you should know in 2023. And I got this information from Women's Health, womenshealth.com. So there's information out there. You don't got to sit in the dark. <laughs> you don't got to wait for the knock at the door and said, uh, "Hello, who's there?" Uh, National Hispanic Hispanic Heritage Month facts. <laughs> it's not gonna come to you like that. I'm bringing it to you, baby. I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it. <laughs> so before this month is out, before it's out, hopefully I'll have some uh some of my his my Hispanic or Latin origin brothers and sisters on to talk about what all this means to have a month dedicated uh to the culture the history and the soul of hispanic and latin origin people i'm excited so so yeah so go go and you know listen i'm feeling like i gotta go pop pop off at some uh some uh puerto rican restaurants (laughs) or latin origin latin 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 origin restaurants I feel like I gotta do it. I feel like I gotta do it. So anyway, oh, let me say happy twenty fifth birthday to my oldest son Gregory Lockhart Ivy. <laughs> he is he is uh, he is twenty five today, uh, and uh, he's at work. So I I texted him this morning. And I sent him a little birthday thing, and I and then I cashed after twenty five dollars because he's, you know, he's twenty five. And I said, you know, make good decisions tonight. He's like, Mom, I don't got no choice. I'm at work. <laughs> like, I'm at work. I was like, oh, I'm, in my mind, I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God for work. Thank God for being gainfully employed. Thank the Lord. Uh, thank the Lord that he is working. So, uh, and I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy about that. I am happy about that. So happy birthday, son! I, I I had a little a little text chat with his dad, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna call him this afternoon or whatever." So I was like, uh, "I just told him uh, I cashed up them six twenty five dollars too, you know." Uh, so I, I'm just saying, he might want to do that. Uh, so anyway. Happy birthday son. They are growing up when he arrived, he was five, so I've been his mother for twenty years, I guess uh he was five years old when he arrived and uh one of the first things that I did is his mom uh he had he had a loose tooth <laughs> and he, and he didn't want to tell me he had a loose tooth because I was wondering why he was like half ass eating and uh it was because he had a loose tooth. And, uh, and I pulled it and he didn't even realize I pulled it. (laughs) It's, it's been a love affair ever since (laughs) he was like, you pulled it. I was like, yeah, it was right there. It was just right there. I said, I said, open your mouth let me see it. And, uh, and when I put my finger on it, it was so loose. I was like, let me pull this too for this boy mess around, swallow this thing. And so I said, oh, look, look, it's very loose. And then, and I, and so then he backed up from me. I said, "No, look, look, how listen." I said, "Do you feel that?" He's like, "No, not really." And then I was like, "Poop!" I pulled it. <laughs> I gave him a, uh, I gave him a glass of warm salted water, the gargle, and he was just so. <laughs> he was so proud. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, I pulled it. He's like, you pulled it. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Uh, and we've been in love ever since. Now, he was challenging. Don't get me wrong. As I said, children are challenging. And we have to be prepared for our, our, when our children are challenging. You know, like I said the other day, you know, I, I wasn't always good at this. I wasn't always good. I was. There were moments that I was terrible at it. There were moments that I was awful at it, you know. Uh, it just it just was and uh, but uh, but you you just soldier on because you know you're the parent and hopefully you you get better as you go. I'm not even optimal, you know. I'm just getting good at being their parent. And now that they're all out the nest or getting out of the nest, you know, what, uh, the relationship shifts, which is nice. You know, I'm not the I'm not the day to day manager of their lives. I'm, now I'm just the occasional consultant, <laughs> and 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 only when I'm invited to be consulted. <laughs> you know, I I I I have made a decision that I would not meddle in their lives, I would not try to force their hand on things, I would not bully them into decisions that they are not interested in making. Yeah, it's a, it, t- it takes some time to sort of get there as a parent because, you know, we as parents, we can see down the road or we've been down the road, but then we have to understand that the path for them is different than the path that we took. And we have to respect that. And that's very challenging for parents because every parent wants their kids to succeed and we want them to succeed without any pitfalls and without any holes in the road and without any barriers. We do, we honestly do. But you know, I tell parents that does not make them who they are. You you iron sharpens iron. You only become once you've gone through. That's it. You you cannot, you cannot goodness a child into who they're going to be. You've got to let them hit the ground. You've got to let them fail. You've got to let them flounder. You've got to let them be dragged. You've got to let them have heartache and heartbreak. You've got to let them make terrible decisions. I know it's awful. It's it's almost antithesis to parenting, but you have to allow it or they'll never grow. And every lesson, every moral compass that you poured into them will be for naught because they'll never get a chance to test what their strength is. They'll never get to draw upon any of that stuff you poured into them because you are so busy there with buckets for every raindrop, an umbrella for every storm. You're there with a lifeboat for everything. And that doesn't help them. They don't need to be rescued. They need to learn how to swim. And parents don't, some parents don't do a good job of that. And I've heard parents say, I'm not gonna let them be out there struggling. Yes. You must, because they will not know what they're made of without struggle. And you know this, you know this intellectually, and you know this solely, soulfully, you know this, that it's painful because we're just like, you know, in parents' mind, that's still my baby, that's still my child, that's still, you know, but we have to let them, we have to let them fall and fail and heartbreak and heartache. We have to, because that's what made us. That's what built us. This is how we know, <laughs> because we stand on, we stand on the broken hardship and pieces and shared shard glass that we have walked on to get to where we are. And, and, and to these parents who think, oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to be right there. I'm going to let them No, you helicopter, you're being a helicopter parent. They don't know how to do anything. I know kids who don't know how to do a damn thing. They don't know how to do laundry. They don't know how to cook. They don't know how to read a map. They don't know how to ride a bus. They don't know how to ask for help. They don't know how to do a damn thing. And that's because parents have crippled them, crippled them, thinking, I'm just going to make the path smooth. Why? (laughs) You're not helping them. So every good thing that you poured into them is just sitting on the shelf inside of them. And they never get to test it. They never get to test it. Do you know what I mean? They never get to test it. They never get to see what they're made of. They never, they never get to draw from nothing. And to all you parents who didn't give your kids faith, I feel sorry for you too, because they don't got nothing to lean on when times is really, really dark. I try to still tell people that. I was like, you know what? It's not that you have to believe in God, but you have to give them something to hold on to in those moments when mommy and daddy and sister and auntie, when the world turns on them in very private ways that they're not going to tell you about. And so rather than reaching for pills and a gun and all this other kind of stuff, they got a faith to pull onto. And and it's never too late. It's never too late to give a kid a faith to say, this is what we believe. We didn't take you to church, but we believe that you you treat people well, you do all this kind of stuff and prayer is good or whatever it is, or find some way to, to tap into your inner strength. I made a decision early on to give these children a faith now I grew up, I grew up Pentecostal and I, I didn't want to raise my kids Pentecostal because that, I just, I, no, <laughs> I found that, I found that denomination to be oppressive for my own personal reasons. So when I was looking for a church, I was like, okay. When, the, when Brianna arrived, I was like, you know what? I got to give this child some, 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 some kind of spiritual foundation. And, 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 and my ex wasn't, he wasn't, he's Muslim. He was Muslim. And he was like, he's like, I, I, I'm not going to say bring the kids to the mosque. He's like, cause I think, I think being in, be in, being in America and being Muslim is challenging. He's like, if Allah calls them to it, I'm here for it. But until they're called to it, I'm not going to put that in front of them like that. I mean, they'll see me. And if they ask, I will answer, but I'm not going to drag them. So I dragged them to church. I had a church. I went to church on Whitney and Cold Spring, uh, UCC church. I loved, and I had. Tr- I was trying out a bunch of churches before my 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 children arrived, right? Because I was hungering for something. I was looking for something, and so I was running around looking for a church uh, because I was. I felt like my spirit was missing something. I was missing church. So I so I would pop into different churches. You know, I was like Goldilocks. Well, this church is too big. This church is too small. This church is too noisy. This church is too, I can't dress up like this every Sunday. <laughs> and then I, I heard Lillian Daniels uh, speak at some women's conference at Gateway when they were on uh, Sergeant Drive. And I it's a little, 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 little uh, petite woman, powerful, but petite. And I heard her speak. And the stuff that she was talking lit me up like a Christmas tree, and I and I thought, man, I want to. So I I went up and talked to her, and she said, "Well, I'm the pastor of this church. Come through, come by." And I was like, "All right, I, you know, I, maybe." And then I didn't, and then I saw her again. This is how. See, let me tell you how God works in my life. God, God is the God of threes for me. God is like, Babs, I got to tell you stuff three times because you hard headed. And that's been my relationship with God my whole life. Three times, three times. You know, God will come by on a motorcycle, come by on a boat. And then and then, then the last thing would be the helicopter. I'm like, okay, that's my ride. So I saw her at another thing and I was like, damn, I really like her. And, she, and I, she, we talked again and she's like, come by, come by. And then I was at some little breakfast thing. I don't know what the hell, some old community breakfast. And she was there again, third time. And she said, "Well, you know, we do a Christmas Eve service." But she's like, "But that's not real church." But come, it'll be pretty. <laughs> I was like, "All right, all right, all right." All right, all right. Uh uh and at that time, we were uh we were uh uh we were, we had just found out that we Brianna was going to come. And uh, we were meeting her. And uh, uh, and so I took her to church on Christmas Eve. I think Lawrence came with us. I think the three of us went to church on Christmas Eve. And it was beautiful. It was stunning. Like the singing was just heavenly. It was beautiful. And it was full to capacity. And they had real candles everywhere, like fire. <laughs> and it was just, it was just I, you know, I just, and you know, when they sung "Handles Messiah, I was all in. I was all in. It was Christmas Eve. This was Christmas Eve. So as I was leaving, she's like, it was so lovely to see you. She's like, but I told you, this is not church. (laughs) Come back on Sunday when it'll be real church. (laughs) And sure enough, I went back Sunday. There was no candles. There was no Handel's Messiah. There was no big giant-ass choir. It was a few people sitting in the pews. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I was hooked. And for the next 20-some-odd years until we shut our doors, that was my church home. And each child, uh, one by one, uh, was brought to that church and they were all baptized on the same, I think the same day in that church, in that church. And Lawrence would come periodically and sit in church with us. And he was like, we used to say, if I ever was Christian again, I swear this would be my church. (laughs) And we had Muslim people come to the church. We had all kinds of people of different religious persuasions come to the church. Uh, because it that was the kind of church it was. And, and so and so and so my children was trained up in that system. I told you yesterday, I was grateful that they gave them the, the sex education, the sexuality talk, because that laid the foundation for their father and I. You know, now Lawrence is old school. Like he's old school. He's like, oh, don't be out there having sex at all. <laughs> I was like, Lawrence, you just saying that because you think you're the parent that you should say that. <laughs> I said, but tell the kids when you started having sex. Oh no, no, oh no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not. That's not how this works. I was like, yes, it does. You, you are tell. You want to tell them to do something that you yourself did not do. So anyway, so anyway, I say all this to say that we have to allow children to grow up with a sense of their own self. That's number one. We cannot rescue them now. I'm not suggesting if your kids find themselves in hard, dire straits that you turn your back. No, don't be an asshole parent. Don't be trying to teach lessons like that. Because I know parents like that, and I and I I have on occasion have been that parent, and that's one of the things that I, in hindsight, is tinged with some regret that I that I I used uh, some of their experiences as a as a as a as a weapon and not as a teachable moment. And, and that's a, and I'm going to admit that. Right. And and I feel some kind of way about that, but, uh, uh, and, and I'll have to just, I've just made peace with it. That's it. That's just what it was. I didn't know any better. And, uh, and now that I know better, I'll do better. So when my grandchildren come, they won't get that. <laughs> and and I've talked, I've talked this over with my kids already so that, so they understand that we're, this is where I was and this is what I knew. And, uh, and I don't think that was the right thing to do like in that particular moment or for that particular example or for that particular experience i could have handled that differently as your parent you I know mean, i've already had these conversations with them you know and and apologized you know apologized uh for for some of it but some of it i'm not apologizing for because some of it they got what they got <laughs> no 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 uh uh-uh, I'm not gonna throw out the whole parenting playbook. No, no, no. They got what they got and they deserved it. Well, some stuff, you know, I think some stuff I, I I was wrong. And uh and I needed to uh I needed to amend and atone for that. And so I think I I believe that I have, you know. So uh but 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 you have to let them rise and you have to let them fall and rise on their own grace really you have to let them rise and fall in their own grace and you could be around and see and it's painful parents it's painful to see them fall it's painful to see them have a broken heart it's painful to see them get treated like trash it's pa- it's painful you know you know but but these are necessary growing spurts that you have to allow to happen otherwise as my husband would say you're not making them men by coddling them you're not making them men and I'd be like, what are you talking about? And he's like, uh-uh, every time they run home to mama, they run home and you you get go about the fixing. Uh-uh, let them stand on their own two feet and fix the mess that they created. I was like, yeah, you're right. And, and then I saw, and then it took me to see the pattern of manipulation. Because kids will manipulate you. It took me seeing the pattern of manipulation that they would get into some trouble and be like, yeah, we know mom got our back. See what I mean? Um, and and that's not because they're, they're bad people. It's just, I created a pattern of, if you get into trouble, I got you. If you fall up against it, I got you. And, uh, and then I had to say, no, I don't got, I got you, but I don't got you. You know, you got to walk this walk right here. This is your walk right here and get up on your feet, you know, and now if they're, now if they're really, really crippled, of course their father and I will stepping do what's necessary you know he, he he did some he did you know he rescued a, our, our oldest daughter out of something before she moved to hartford which was fine that's what parents do you know if he got the means he gone he got you you know but make no mistake this can't be the pattern of behavior this can't be the habit you know and and i saw i saw the episode on uh on uh uh the the, the cosby show when when Claire was talking to uh, her daughter, her her youngest daughter, the middle daughter, the middle one, the Lisa Bonet daughter, and she's like, "You, you, you." Hi, this is Bath Dolls Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM. Streaming live at newhavenindependent.org.
2: Shaka con, shaka con, shaka con, let me rock, it, let me rock, shaka con. Let me rock it, that's all I wanna do, Chaka Khan, let me rock it, let me rock it, Chaka Khan Let me rock it, let feel for you, Chaka Khan, what you tell me, what you wanna do Do you feel for me, the way I feel for you, Chaka Khan, let me tell you what I wanna do I wanna love you, wanna hug you, wanna squeeze you too do let me take it in my arms, let me feel you with my charm, Chaka Cause you know that I'm the one to keep you warm, Chaka I am making more than just a physical dream, I wanna rock you, Chaka baby Cause you make me wanna scream, if you wanna scream
1: Sorry, Harry. I knocked myself off. I was banging on my table, and somehow or other hit something and knocked myself offline. That's what I did. Level of level of crazy. Just a level of crazy. But I'm about to take a break anyway. But that's my that's my uh, my spiel on uh, on parenting uh, uh, <laughs> this morning. <laughs> that's my spiel. Let me stop banging on my table. Let me stop doing that. See, that's a habit. I've been doing it too much. So because I got two computers in front of me now. So I'm all excited. I'm like, ooh, I got two computers. So anyway, that's my that's my uh my spiel on parenting and uh and where I stand. And so so happy birthday to my son. He's 25 today. And uh, he's at work and uh and I just uh I just uh sent him some money. $25. <laughs> so yeah, I'm about to take a break, Harry. I was just trying to get to nine fifty eight, what you know, what we normally do. So listen, I'll be back at the ten fifteen mark. Y'all keep it locked. Tune in. I'll be back and uh we'll see what else we can get into. I'll be right back.
2: Let me take it in my arm Let me fill you with my time, shocker Cause you know that I'm the one to keep you on, shocker I make it more than just a physical gene I wanna rock you, shocker Cause hey, you make me wanna scream
3: It was a lover. I didn't know what to say. I was hanging by a string. She said, hey, you too. I was once like you and I like to do the wild thing. Wild. Leave I'm with a girl who's just my type. Sore this of luscious little frame. I ain't lying, fella, she was fine. This way young Miss Cole gave me a kiss and I knew that she was mine. Took her to the limousine and still parked outside. I tipped the show for when it was over and I gave her my own ride. Didn't get her off my dock, she was like and cling. But that's what happens when body starts slapping from doing the wild thing. Wild thing. Wild thing. She wanted-
4: The need a tissue.
5: The folk's my only issue. I bet your mama miss you, and I bet the Mac go off like an Amex miss No more of your whining on the charts climbing as I make the phone kicking out more harder than a diamond. And if you didn't know who's rhyming, I guess I'm gonna say Craig Mac with perfect timing. You won't be around next year. My raps too severe, kicking my flavor in. You. Here comes the brand new. Flavor. With stamina like Bruce dinner the winner takes some MCs for dinner. You're crazy like that glue, that think that you can outdo my one, two, that's sick like the flu. Shake them down, boy, I flip, boy, all the time. Because, boy, trying to kick your ain't worth a dime. Seems like there's no competition in this rap world expedition. You come around and knock your position knock them out. No flip, My man's making MCs will run like a bomb threat. I bet, what? or better yet, uh, make you sweat. Getting hotter than the
6: Rose sun, getting you to, w- to the break. Matches of the plane that HLP to the back. Well, 3.5 with my action. That the Maxons
5: and MCs stop relaxing. This brand new sheriff that's in town, getting down, leaving bodies buried in the ground. I set up rhymes for a decoy down for bad boy. Watch the MCs I destroy. And here comes the brand new.
3: Hard Rock Brooklyn kids Us Floor Rush when they DJ booming Classics You dig the crew on the fattest hip hop record He tucks the kinks and sinks into the sounds She frequents deep fatter joints called Undergrounds Our funk zooms like you hit the Mary Jane They flock to booms, man Boogie had to change Who freaks the clips with matter percussion Where kinky hair goes to unthought of dimensions Why is it so fly? Cause hip hop kept some drama When Butterfly rocked like new sway boomers What about a cut? We push it off the corner how was the buzz, entire hip-hop era? Was fresh in fact since they started saying Audi? Cause funk's made fat from right beneath my hood. The poobah of the style's like miles and shit. Like 60s funky worms with waves and perms, just sending junky rhythms right down your block. We beat to rap, what key beat to lock? But I'm cool like that, I'm cool like that. I'm cool like that, I'm cool like that. I'm cool like that, I'm cool like that. I'm cool like that, I'm cool, cool. be the chocolates, tap to my raps. She innovates at the sweet of cat He at the funk
1: club with the vibrate. Them be crazy down with the five ring. It can't kick a plan, then a crowd burst. Me, I be digging it with the bug burst. Us, we be freaking till dorms and I. He gets a stranger smile, so I say hi. What's he understood, yeah, understood the plans. Him heard of it and put it to his hands. What I just flip, let borders it. loose out to consume all the beaches like juice. If it's the shit, we're lifted off the plastic. The babes will go spastic, hip hop is a classic. Pimp play a shock, it don't
3: matter, I'm fatter. Axe butter how I zone. Man, Cleopatra Jones. And I'm chill like that, 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 I'm chill
4: like that,
1: I'm chill like that, I'm chill. Like that. I'm chill.
6: Crew kids seven and a crescent. Us cause a buzz when a nickel bets a do. Hemp that's my man with the asteroid belt. Fake catch a fizz from the Mr. Doodle Big. He rocks a teeth from the crooked nine pigs. The rebirth the slip like my gangster stroll. The oh. liberty coming
1: Welcome simple? back to uh Love Babs Love Talk, second hour. on am Babs It's about 10 17 in the elm the day is looking good. I think. <laughs> Don't get your weather advice from me, but I'm gonna tell you it is uh, 62 degrees out. That's a pretty cheap jacket. Anything past, yeah, it's just sweater, <laughs> sweater weather. Sweater weather, sweater weather, sweater <laughs> weather. And the high is only gonna be 71, 73, maybe 73 today. So, yeah wear something on your arms my grandmama would say put something on your arms (laughs) put something on your arms put something on your arms because it's going to be right chill right chill uh and then uh tomorrow looks like it's going to be pretty good but saturday and sunday it's gonna rain that's all right because i'm gonna be inside at the gala i'll be inside at the jamaican american gala at the omni I think what I would do is go early enough so I could park close to the elevator and then uh, and then leave before it's terribly late. I think that's what I'm gonna do uh, particularly if it's pouring out. We'll see what happens um, uh, yeah well, 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 uh, we'll figure that out. But anyway, uh let's see. What 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 path would I like to fall down today? I'm always thinking about uh uh what I wanna do. And I've been reading uh I I I, I listen, I don't shy away from politics and what's going on. I think I think I think they're gonna they're gonna um I think uh Kevin McCarthy's about to implode. <laughs> You know this is what happens when you make a deal with like several devils across several realms. you you get into trouble. and uh, I don't know. I just <laughs> dude, you just you got all kinds of problems. I don't know what that's about for you, man, but i don't I don't know how you're gonna fix this. i I, I think because there's people in your party that want you to be out. And uh and I don't know if you could read the room like that or oh, you don't care because you know you're a white guy and white guys are like, I do what I want. So I think there's some of that to this. I don't know what else though, so I don't I don't know what else to tell you to. You got a lot going on and uh you you got the you got the hounds at the gates. And you're going to have to walk some stuff back, I guess. Because the government is going to shut down. It's unavoidable. It's unavoidable. The government, and it's going to probably shut down for two weeks. Because they don't learn. Those Republicans don't learn. They really do not learn. But, you know, let it shut down for a week. Let's see what happens. I, I, I just think that's a poor, that's a poor, uh, that's a really poor way to uh, run a country, but you know they they got a playbook that they gotta go by, and there's no room for uh, negotiation or diplomacy. So uh, they go down this path happily and willingly, and uh, I just feel like there's no chill with them. They they don't know how to negotiate. They don't know how to not these not these not these ridiculous Republicans. So So, uh I guess he's boxed in. I mean what are you gonna do? He damned if he do, damned if he don't. And I, I and he, I think he wants to keep this seat by any by any means necessary. So you know. So they're not going to be able to pass a, a stopgap. He's not going to be able to do it. Because they, they, the House and the, the GOP leadership, first of all, they're not feeling you, Kevin McCarthy. And they're going to, whatever they got to do to get your ass out that seat. I'm not talking about Dems. I'm talking about Republicans. Whatever they got to do to get your ass out the seat and break confidence, best believe that's what they're going to do. So that's number one. Uh, number two... You still got Donald Trump out there stinking up the place. I, I don't know what you do with that. Since y'all refuse to denounce this clown, then you get what you get. Because <laughs> he out there, he out he out there pooping on you to, to the base. He out there pooping on you. And by pooping, I mean, you know, you know what I mean. This is uh, this is family, tea. this is family radio. I can't use that language. If this was late at night, I would use the language, but I can't use that language. So you got that clown out there working against you. <laughs> <laughs> ah! So so just say the house does pass this foolishness. The city is gonna be leading not so fast, Lucy. Not so fast. And then they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna give it liposuction. <laughs> they're gonna suck everything out of it. So it's not even gonna look like what you thought it was gonna be when you sent it in. Forget it. And then, now if you can't do this, what will you do? I don't know. I would suggest you go work with the Democrats. But you know, we ain't got no love for you neither. But we understand the dynamics of what you're up against. And if we can get what we want. Hell, we might entertain you. Come on over, see what. Jump on over here and see what the water's like. So, anyway, I don't know. I I just think uh, he can't. He can't overcome them hardline Republicans. He just can't. He can't. I don't give a damn how many there are of them. It could be like five, two, eight, twenty. He can't. He don't got no cape for that. And then that stupid-ass Mike, Matt, what's his name? Matt Gets, You know, the one that likes young girls. I, I didn't know she was that young. I'm deliberately being quiet. I don't know no man on this planet that does not know when they are talking to young women. What you should say, Mike Gets, is that I didn't care that she was a child. I did not care and 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 saying stuff like well, she was legal or she's legal I don't even know what that I don't even grown women never say that mess. grown men don't say that he's an idiot, and he got a terrible haircut uh and a big head but that's is that too personal <laughs> is that too personal <laughs> So anyway, I don't know, Kevin McCarthy. I'm just, I'm just listen, if this was a drinking game, I'd get to start to drink it because your days is numbered, I guess. I, I don't know how you win. I just don't know. I, I'm gonna watch though Let's see what happens. I'm just gonna watch. I watch. I don't even like to watch the, the news shows. I don't watch the news shows because, you know, unless I get some more black people talking, I don't want to hear it. So, and I and I hear I hear there's this rumor that they want to stop funding sending aid to Ukraine. Okay, white people, those are white people. Those are some white people in dire need. I help the white people. I don't know. You know, you, you Zelensky need help. See, this is what Putin was counting on. He's because he know Americans. Putin understands Americans. He knows that they got. They they don't have no they they used to have staying power they don't have staying power they don't, they're not in it for the long haul they're not into nothing for the long haul we used there was a time when we'd be the long haul truckers not anymore not anymore we 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 are it's the Kardashian effect we don't it's short term short term we don't care about them Ukrainians you know like get as many as you can out let them come over here. Then let that country fall let Russia take over we don't care <laughs> we're not gonna help we don't we got no more money for you let, let you in that part of the world let that part of the world solve it that's I'm telling you these 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 white folks over here that's what they're thinking you know oh everybody had a Ukraine flag in their yard and oh they praying and stuff rallying and sending money you know now it's like okay we're over it what's what's the next thing on the world stage we're bored of this now oh that's sad they got borrowed oh so sad so sad next (laughs) next next and so you got you got you got asshats like kevin mccarthy was like i don't care about those white people i don't even care about the white people here i'm not gonna care about the white people over there who don't even speak my language I don't care about them <laughs> that's how these white folks think over here I don't care about the white people I only care about I don't have care about the white people here <laughs> I'm just saying so that's just what it is child I don't know so I, I don't want to see that country fall to Russia because you know what will happen? If it falls to Russia, then we're going to backpedal and we gotta then we're going to have to figure out some other, because it's not, you know, the Russians, Putin is like eating Lay's chips. He's never going to be satisfied with just one. I'm telling you, the overarching goal is to put that USSR back together by hook or by crook. And if you can't see that, if you're sitting in the Pentagon and you don't see that map, you're not looking at that map, and say, okay, Crimea, this, that, blah, blah. I don't give a damn if Poland or the other countries are, you know, got their own thing. It's gonna be, ah, and then, and China's sitting there watching like, okay, they moved on uh, Ukraine. It's time for us to move on Taiwan. Who gonna stop us, boo? Who gonna stop us? Who gonna stop us? Right? That's that's the emboldened mess. And so if you don't see that, if you can't see that, I don't I don't then you you don't know anything about the world, diplomacy, how things are done, how people get got. I don't I see it. That his sole mission is to put that USSR back together. Cause he didn't like it. He didn't like Gorbachev. Why did you do this? Why uh he came up through the KGB. That, that memory is long and hard. And he has vile. It's, a, it's personal. It's personal. It is personal. I know. I'm no diplomat. I don't, I'm not in foreign affairs. I'm just telling you from just from like rolling around in the street, knowing how street how, how it goes in the street. This is classic. You know, classic. So, so Putin understands Americans going to get tired. They're not going to spend their money over there. They, they're not going to, they're going to, they're not in it for the long haul. They, their interest is waning. Oh, they don't care about them kids getting killed in their bombs and their churches and schools and hospitals. They don't care. It was like, watch, Americans are gonna get tired of this, and we're just gonna march on in and we're gonna take back this land. And they're gonna do what we say. But they forget Zelensky is a young man full of resolve. Now, if they take him out, they they'll have some problems because I think he's the threat, you know. But they'd have to they'd have to kill his wife too. So they have to kill a whole bunch of people. They'd have to kill his wife, his kids, they have to kill everybody in his family. I know this is distasteful in the morning. But this is what, this. let me tell you how this is going to play out. If they don't kill them, and they're trying, and they're trying at every turn, because you know, the Russians are good with that poison and with questionable ways of killing people. I'm not making this up. Go look at all the ways that people have died under suspicious means, under Russian uh, uh, care. I can't even say Russian care under, under Russian, whatever. I'm not making this up. I, listen, just fo- follow the poison. <laughs> fo- follow the deaths. <laughs> just, just make a line. <laughs> just E, A, B, C, D, one, two, three, four. Come on. So let me tell you how this is going to go. If they kill Zelensky, it's over. They're going to kill him, his wife, his kids. They got to kill everybody because his wife will be out there and she will handle this. But they kill him and they're trying. That, and everybody in the world's like, oh, and everybody will be all pissed off, right? Trying to be heads of state and offering prayers and condolences. All this other kind of stuff. Meanwhile, Putin was like, I told y'all. I told y'all. I told y'all. I told y'all. And so he got to march on them. He's not stopped. He's still bombing them. He's not stopped. And the world is letting it happen. Y'all are sitting there letting this guy kill these people in front of you with no no recourse, no no consequences. I, I know you got little sanctions, whatever it is, you know, whatever, whatever. If you're not willing to cut them off at the neck. Then you're not doing anything. Because somebody is giving them money to buy arms, Somebody selling them stuff. Listen, listen, listen. Putin is the king of I'ma wait you out. I'ma wait you out. And now you got this dumbass Kevin McCarthy like you do. I didn't want to fund this anymore. Okay. And let me tell you why we shouldn't fund it. Because I don't care about the white people over there in Ukraine. I don't have care about the white people here. <laughs> And the ones that I care about, I need to take care of them. <laughs> I know. This is I, harsh, harsh, harsh. No doubt about it. I'm saying some harsh stuff. And I don't even know. I'm just telling you what I see from sitting on my little street here in New Haven, Connecticut, how this going to go. Because Americans, wishy-washy. They don't show up like the other countries show up. We don't show up like that. We don't. We used to. You could count on us to have people's backs. We'd be like all in. Now, not so much. Not so much. Not so much. So Putin is waiting. Them Americans are gonna get tired. Let me throw, let me throw some cheap TVs in the mix. Like, like, let, me call my, let me call my boy over there in China. Yo, flood their markets with some cheap TVs. <laughs> we'll win them over
6: with some te- cheap TV. Swear to God, cheap TVs, we, they got us. <laughs> I, w- I would save my outrage for the sale. <laughs>
1: Harry, you know it's gonna happen, right? Daddy you
6: needs a New pair of shoes. Yes, it's coming. <laughs>
1: they know how to. Because we are no, consumers. But you know what?
6: I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take up for. Who? On, I'm gonna try. I'm trying to get a serious face here. Hold on. You're I'm gonna try to who? take up for Putin. Oh, for... <laughs> I'm gonna take up for Putin because everything right. you talk about. All right. Right, brotherhood and taking care of your neighbor, and everything. I want to show you a picture. Cause it's telling of of this guy, you know, look at him. On the world stage maps. Yeah. What did I tell you? He called Kim Young-un a comrade. Uh A comrade.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
6: I see that I hear that language. I hear it. Yeah, well, the language means he's my brother from Mm. another mother. From another communist. Empire, well, not empire, I mean, the people can eat, so I don't know if you, well, I don't know, Mao used to call his thing an empire and his people weren't eating, oh. but I guess that's, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's part of the brotherhood, I guess, you know, you create a nation, very powerful militarily,
4: mm-hmm.
6: but your people can't eat, mm-hmm right and then you call then you go the only brother you could have because right a, a communist dictator can't look at his own people and see brotherhood so he has to go and look at another dictator to find his comrade that's a good point harry that's such a good point you you don't
1: see your own people as your people but you go way over there and 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 i don't even think you feel like that's your brother cuz i think you think he's stupid too But you need him for something.
6: Well, yeah, they need weapons.
1: Because I don't think nobody thinks Jim UU or whatever is smart. (laughs) Kim Kim Jong Un. Listen, nobody thinks Kim is smart except maybe uh, what's his face, basketball boy,
6: Dennis Rodman.
1: (laughs) Dennis Rodman.
6: Yo, I like Rodman. I'm not gonna judge him on this. But oh, I'm judging him harshly, Harry. But but think about it, right? So he's going to North Korea for weapons. Because Oh, is that uh, what he's going for? I thought he was just going over there for a lovely lunch. No, they need weapons, right? So (laughs) all their stuff is like 60 years old. Right. So every time they they try to blow the dust out all the spiders start coming out.
1: you know Harry if Russia was smart they would make friends and then they could stockpile all the weapons and then they could march on the countries that they want so
6: no so so think about it right so Kim Jong-un his people are starving I mean starving even the soldiers over there are starving. You figure he would treat his soldiers better but even they're starving. And the only thing he doesn't, I guess he's not worried about actually agriculture and stuff like that for his people, but he has his people building weapons, right? So that's the only thing he has to offer: Russia weapons, and <laughs> and that's the only thing Russia sees in them. Well, yeah.
1: Like has he has Putin been over there before?
6: <laughs> well, no, actually, kid. Actually, Kim took the train all the way to Russia. You could do that. Yeah.
1: How so, long is that?
6: Oh, because he he don't like to fly. He won't he doesn't fly. Like to fly. He, He's he afraid. Thinks, I think he thinks his sister's gonna shoot him down or something. Uh, you know they can shoot the train off the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> you never know with these guys, cause I say it all the time. You know, you could tell Putin's body double. It's kind of hard to do a, a Kim young Un body double. But, I don't know, Harry. There's a lot of little fat, fat I Koreans mean, over he there. He has that that head.
1: <laughs> you could get there's some fat Koreans over there. I mean,
6: I, I I guess you could you could uh get somebody and then mold their head surgically. Because that don't, head is don't give them kind of don't head. give them any ideas. But but you never know with these guys because they <laughs> that's why they're they're always they I would bet that he probably did fly in. But he told everybody he took the train because why would you want to be on the train for seventy two hours instead of flying for four? You know, what
1: yeah. Maybe the double the double was on the train and yeah, the, the double real one was, on was the in train. the plane. You know, in a, in a in a in a hoodie and a baseball cap. <laughs> but, but, but these guys look really happy together. It's like well, because they both thinking they on the world stage. Harry, look at me! Think- look at me! Look at me! <laughs>
6: And do you think they compare like whose people are suffering more? <laughs> you know, it's like I'm a yeah. I'm a greater dictator than you. I'm a I'm a bigger people. dictator. Like my <laughs>
1: people are only eating. Well, yeah. my people are only eating. Well, my people are not even eating. And they still
6: That's right. I think Kim wins because his people aren't eating. Well, you know, them Putin soldiers is hungry too, Harry. Well, you know, but I, you know uh, Russia is a little more
1: I don't more know developed. Harry they 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 equal to me because they their people ain't their people ain't eating neither Harry they're not eating them kids is not and they kids
6: on the on that line they hungry too and then um freaking uh Selinski was at the u n yesterday uh basically telling the world come on Jump need all help. In the- i don't think anybody else is going to jump in first off europe is just staring at, at what's happening you know just it's just they're just like gawker is just looking at what's happening and looking at across the pond to the united states so what are you guys going to do you know and who who is Putin more threat to them, because they're over exactly. there, exactly. So, do more over there, help that guy. Why should it be the American taxpayer that has to bail him out? But that's neither here nor there because we're not here nor there. Well, I'm here, but not there. But you know, Zelensky, I, I
1: you know, you got to give him credit. I me, listen, Harry, he is holding it down.
6: He's he's trying. He's, he's doing. He's holding it
1: down. He's doing it. He's not even trying. He's doing it, but he needs help. Cause I'm telling you, Putin is for the long game. He don't oh, care, yeah. Harry. If this takes five, ten, he' gonna keep at this, and the world is gonna be weary because they gotta listen. They gotta turn their
6: attentions to other stuff. They're gonna, you know, well, well, Putin's gonna is there to wear him, that wear Zelensky down, right? Um. Zelensky has nothing. He has to beg the world for everything. Putin at least has the, the natural gas and petroleum that they sell. I mean, it should be enough to stand on a moral high ground of,
1: these are human beings and stop killing us. Like, you would think yeah. that would be enough, Harry. Don't
6: you, you know, think? I, I think what's happening with this war is like, I remember when we went into Iraq. Um, everybody was gun ho It was like, yes, this is the right war, even though Saddam hadn't done nothing. You know, Saddam, Saddam was just bloviating, you know. He, he Saddam was doing nothing. Literally, he was just saying. He was happy that America got attacked, and he was saying, hey, this is David. He over here. We might throw a stone over there back at you over there, you know? So, and that was enough to trigger. Of course, we had just been to 9-11. That was enough. We're going in. And then after we went in two years later, everybody had, you know, buyer's regret. It was just like,
1: Hmm. Uh, because we were in the wrong
6: place. <laughs> oh so, so, yeah. That I mean, I was not great. the place
1: we should have been in. <laughs> Those well, people weren't the ones that flew them jets into the to the. But a
6: lot of people feel that way about Ukraine right now. I there were a lot of people in the beginning, who are like, "Yeah, let's go after Putin," and now they're like, "Whoa, does this?" Mean well, I didn't hear. I
1: didn't. I didn't really hear anybody say go after Putin, Harry. I didn't hear that. What well, I heard Biden, was Biden said it. <laughs> I no no no. What he said was. Well, let's put some sanctions in place to 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 curtail their slaughtering of but, these
6: people the military said their objective was to weaken putin they actually yeah. said that on the world stage it was their objective was to weaken putin and now people are going wait a minute in weak is weakening putin it, what does that mean does that mean weakening us economically but it's
1: it's not militarily? but it's not it is not weakening us economically we just pretend to use that language to get out of stuff, but it is not. It is not weakening us. Uh, we have more money. We got money to burn with this kind of stuff. So the fact that we're not, we're not all in, and we're not doing more to get these other countries to sort of march on, you know, give the these thing, people the tools that they the need to fight that, a real fight, to fight yeah. harder. Not a the real thing, fight. It's no. a real fight. But
6: well, we don't give have money to burn.
1: What, what, what we listen? We but got enough money
6: that, to support these people in this fight. It's different if they said we're gonna take the eight hundred billion dollars that we passed for the military. If they would say we're gonna take a portion of that eight hundred million um, billion, clo- close to a trillion dollars, we we spend on the military. We're gonna take that portion, and we two hundred billion is gonna go to fight. Ukraine they don't do that they keep coming to the taxpayer they keep going to you know the house for more money they keep saying hey we need another 20 billion we need another this we need another that they're asking for another 200 billion that's the thing that they keep coming back to the taxpayer they're not taking it out of the military and that's why I'm sorry what do you think the
1: taxpayers dollar who do you think funds the military we all fund the military. But exactly, it's back, not but separate. It's already. not separate. It's not separate money. It's not separate but money. It's all the same it money. Is,
6: it is separate money because the eight hundred billion has passed already, and they keep coming back to the well. They're not going to that eight hundred billion. They're going back to the well for more money. Uh listen. If if listen, let me tell you for
1: one thing. This white on white crime over there in that part of the world is of no consequence to me, but. <laughs> But I do understand a moral imperative. and if you allow Putin to take these people's country, then there is no stopping him moving forward. There's no stopping. There's no stopping. And they know and 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 intellectually and diplomatically, they know this. So they're either saying, uh, whatever, or we don't we don't have
6: any more interest in this or whatever. I mean I mean we we told you know we've been saying no more nation building and everything after the 20 years in Afghanistan um the closer 20 years in Iraq it's like no more nation building we're not going to do that to our taxpayers and guess what we're doing with nation building.
1: I I just find that when you say to the taxpayers that sounds all this these right-wingers are running around here talking about the foundation of everything they believe in is God. But where's their God when they're suffering in the world? Where's their God? Oh, I'm sorry. I mean the God that only affects my, my little space of the world and the suffering that may or may not be happening in my little part of the world. We have a moral imperative, a moral imperative. And if we don't meet it, then we, then, then, then shame on us for getting in it and helping and then well, not helping. We have saying, got this, to see this, this, this is a through holy
6: war? This is a holy
1: war? No, I'm not saying it's a holy war. I'm saying we love to we love to sort of pick and choose when we make something about God and not about God. And we always Look, say, oh I don't oh. pay
6: attention to that stuff. I don't pay attention to God. I pay
1: or- I pay attention to it because because it is very close. It is very close to zealotry and and
6: it's it's Pretty it's the much messaging there. people it's the messaging they use to convince their people, their you know, whatever their voters, their followers, whatever you want to call them. But but you know, that's regardless of what the messaging is, what the propaganda is, you will always have a certain group who is ready to go gun-ho for whatever, you know, and, and the military, the industrial military complex, which loves wars. Is, is soaking it in right now. You know, it's just like, I mean,
1: I, I don't I don't think it's the industrial military comp. Uh, 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 I don't think it's them that love war. I don't I don't think these generals and these majors and all these people that serve love war. I'm never going to say that. What I think what i believe is that politicians who do not put their lives on the line and have never served are the ones that are warmongers and are readily and are readily, and are, and are ready, ready to to send people send our 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 kids to their deaths our people to their deaths but but at the same time when you sign up for the military there is There is always that possibility that you will have to face a war. There's always that possibility or some kind of incident in the world that you'll have to face it. And we've seen it time and time and time again. Now, we don't have any troops on the ground in Ukraine uh, officially. I'm sure there are people there helping train them and strategizing with them, as there are from other countries. That is necessary work because... And I'm going to tell you, if Ukraine falls, that is going to be problematic for the surrounding countries that, 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 that border Ukraine. It's going to be problematic because it's not going to stop with Ukraine. It didn't stop with Crimea. It didn't stop with that other country. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a problem. And so whether we we deal with it at this level or we deal with it later down the road, we do. And we have already. We Listen, Putin has already said, I'm ready to take a gamble with my country and my people, their economic stability. I'm ready and willing to roll the dice and I will wait this out. And he's doing it. And he knows hey. Americans with their short attention spans.
6: <laughs> What's just, the play here to stay in here for what? How long? How many years you want to stay? This is the thing. What's the play here? How, how, how much do you? Are I'm you... with you, Harry. I, I Listen,
1: I'm with you, Harry, in the sense that how long can we stay? And we got it. And that bridge is coming. Right. I think we're coming to that bridge. A lot of people, they're, they're, they're there. They're at
6: the edge of the bridge. and I know we're we at the bridge. We're like, are we going to retreat or are we going to go over it? Because at, at some point you have to sit these guys down. And, you know, I know people don't want to give Putin anything. but I'm one of them people, Harry. I know, but I know they've got to sit down and be like, well, let him have a little bit of your country. Well, the thing is, is that he's taken already portions of the country. So you you ask yourself, OK, if the only deal to be made is, well, Putin, you stay with Donbass and you, you know, you can't enter the rest of Ukraine and he's happy with that of course he's he's not gonna he's gonna be happy for like 10 seconds because in t- 10 years they'll try it again or something they're gonna try it again <laughs> he's like you gave me an inch i'm gonna go for the 20 miles but, <laughs> but you know where where do you draw the line on this because he he is gonna be able to wear them down and at that point is he wearing us down you know because the american people are going to get to the point where they don't want to spend another nickel you know you you have people right now i've been seeing looking at different um different town meetings and everything where people are going they're like look at our streets look at our schools and everything and you're sending 20 billion to another 20 billion to Listen, Ukraine I know for-
1: Harry I know I know we you know what they need to do this is the camp they need a public relations campaign start putting these little dead bodies of blonde and blonde light-eyed blue-eyed kids on the on the screen every night and say this is what's happening over here start start that and that that, that'll work. that'll slow people down for a little bit and be like oh we must help we must help we must help i used to work babs no it'll work again no no it babs. always works that works with the internet. white people can't stand seeing white kids dead they just can't stand it oh, they see it every day now i'm not saying that anybody else likes to see white kids dead. that's not what i'm saying <laughs> that's
6: not what i'm saying what it's I'm not, saying it's is not even about that. People see death every day now. People actually enjoy watching the you know the gruesome deaths of people and everything. It's okay, different. Harry. We're right. desensitized. We're 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 <laughs> we're not who we used to be. I, I, I don't know if we're desensitized. I think
1: we have a short attention span for the longevity of how I think we are desensitized. Like no I don't like think that. we're desensitized. I think we have a short oh. attention span. For how long these kinds of things take, you know, because we are, we have mass media, we have social media. Yeah. And so, and so we could get, you know, we could be around the world in two seconds.
6: And with the 20, with the 24 hour news cycle, you, you have something that happens in Little Rock, Arkansas that gets publicized all over the place. And now we moved on to the next subject.
1: Yeah. But this is, this is, this is my fear of what's happening with Ukraine. That that it will it will fade from our consciousness and everybody'll put their little flags down and uh and go on to something else. So I mean, I'm just worried. I just feel like if Putin takes that country, that the rest of that the rest of that that part of the world is very unstable. It becomes very unstable. So all right, we gotta go. But I'm yeah. back tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday, Harry. We'll get into it some more. <laughs>
6: all right. You're listening Thanks to for Babs, listening Robert My brother was listening this morning Texting me his thoughts <laughs> you listen to Love Babs Love Talk On WNHHLP 103.5 FM your home for community radio And we really gotta go I gotta set up another show
1: I know you gotta go We gotta go Bye <laughs> I,
0: the kids, the
1: the
4: the
0: for mm-hmm. I know this little girl Her name is Maxine Her is like a bunch of
3: if I ever tell you about Maxine, your own say, I don't know what I know, but Murder she wrote, Real, real Murder she wrote,
5: Murder, she wrote Murder she wrote Shammo with him, I'll put some bank and bad character, Then they kinda live in town, old chuck up me, I'll put some bank and bad character.